0: One, two, three, 35. You can go to the sidebar and hit the uh, episode 35, it takes you all the way down. No, no, this is Legacy Unchained. I mean, yeah, it's not smart, but <laughs> we can talk about it. It'll be funny. <laughs> you, 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 you would just play Breach? Do you really think Breach is like... Whoa, 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 slow down there. Delver is like irrelevant in this format. It's like irrelevant like uh Mhm Nanya, uh, No, seriously, though, we, we would definitely appreciate anybody donating as we are kind of paying the fees out of pocket to get this edited. Um, even $1 a month would be super helpful. Honestly, I, so I, I think the last time we cast was a preview for the Legacy Pit, and even though it feels like it was ages ago, I top-aided Legacy Pit with eight casts. Told y'all it was good, and it was good. Um, so that's that was awesome. Um, and you, you did commentary there. Like, how, how did you find the overall experience? mm-hmm hmm yeah I'm I'm just super stoked that it was you know a two-day legacy tournament with coverage I mean I, I don't remember the last time we've I guess maybe there was an suG Philly but that was like what early last year I can't even remember anyways though they're rare now like two-day legacy events with coverage they're super rare like They're mostly, you know, one day events or no coverage. So just having both of them really hit the spot. And I would definitely go back if there was another, you know, Legacy Fit Open 3, which sounds like it's in the planning. So look forward to seeing you there at the next one. Let's hear it. So can can you can you number one explain V tubing and number two like what you're gonna V tube as? Wait, 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 wait. How is that legal? So, so you're saying they were basically, you know, violating the rule where, like, you're supposed to be playing your own matches, but they, they had their brother do that? Yeah, but why, why can't they just either turn their camera off or, or did they just, like, say, choose not to play? Like, w- And they didn't want to do that? Wait, I'm so confused. What what is this what does a brother have to do with anything like? Okay, alright, that's what? That's so dumb. No, nobody cares about that. Or at least I don't care about that. No. Oh, actually, yes. Right. But but if Daniel does it, everybody knows it's Daniel unless he like makes a new alias or whatever. <laughs> oh god, I have to watch that. Uh, all right, well, I guess I'll we'll let that one slide for now, but um, yeah, I guess before we dive in, we had a couple, you know, as Anurag mentioned, legacy adjacent topics. I think we're going to spend um, a bunch of time on heritage and maybe a little bit of time on legacy unchained as well. But before we get there, we did get one legacy related question, and this is from Ali on MTGO. Uh, what archetype is overplayed relative to how good it is? And then the four options he listed were basically tempo, control. Combo and then, you know, non blue decks, fair non blue decks, let's say. I would call it fair non-blue, but, you know, also in this pile, I would include, like, death and taxes, lands, maybe depths. Um, yeah. So, so, of those decks, you only really like Moonsnoppy? All right, all right. That answer is too long. Basically, you're saying Moonstompy is the only good non Blue deck. Uh, right, and how do you feel? How do you feel about combo and control relative to how much they're played? So basically you're saying bad players play control, so you wouldn't say it's like overplayed, but you think in general bad players play it. Do you think this deck is harder to play than Top Miracles was? (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha. interesting that was a very long but pretty interesting answer daniel yeah what, what, what you got I think this is a, definitely a complicated question. I think um, I think control is probably a fair answer. Although, I mean, I see what you're saying now. I, I agree control is one of the tier one decks right now. But I think in general, control is overplayed for how good it is. But in this particular instance, it might be fine. Um, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the key card is obviously Carpet of Flowers. Um, makes a huge difference. Fair. But yeah, I mean, I think all the archetypes, like, have something to them. And, like, I mean, that's why I, I like Current Legacy is that all four archetypes, like, there are good decks within each um, subcategory, essentially. So that's why I actually think Current Legacy is pretty decent, because... You know you know, death and taxes top baited at the legacy pit, like in the hands of a, a really good death and taxes player, like that deck is pretty scary. Um, and obviously, you know, all basically all the archetypes, you know, the masters of those decks are winning right now and they're making innovations on the decks. Like, obviously, recently, like another combo deck, for instance, was Painter, like they rebuilt the deck to be a lot better against Delver. Um, so I just like the innovation that's been happening, and obviously, Newton with his orcs deck, shout out to orcs. Um, really really great name I saw on Twitter and I'm now gonna use it as much as I can but um like I think there are people who are innovating with their specific you know strategy and in all of these kind of four different you know macro archetype buckets there are powerful things to be doing so that's actually why I like current legacy um but yeah now we can definitely kind of transition a little bit um to talk about heritage because obviously there there are some things that people don't like about current legacy, namely like the snowball nature of certain threats. Um namely, you know, Merktide Regent, Dragon's Rage Channeler, you know, some people say Uro. Um and um, you know, Heritage. I guess Heritage still has Uro, but it does get rid of a lot of like the annoying tempo cards and a lot of the blue cards such as Force of Negation. Um leaving the format potentially means like the non-blue strategies. Um, get a lot more powerful. Yeah, and and I know Vuk did play Delver in the Heritage um, Streamer event, but I think he you know, and he agrees with me, he misbuilt his deck. Monastery, with is just not a good magic card. I would have been curious to see how like, you know, a regular Grixis Delver deck dig, with probably, you know, Delver, Gurmag, PZ as the main threats, or maybe a Death Shadow deck as well. Like I, I could see that deck being more successful. Uh but I, I feel like nobody really had a good, you know, blue control or blue uh Delver deck. For the event, so it did definitely skew towards being like, you know, more linear. Well, okay. so obviously when you say new cards, um, you know, Heritage doesn't have the two Modern Horizon sets, which are like the most impactful. Obviously, there's still, you know, some stuff left over. You mentioned Uro, probably the cards from, you know, War of the Spark, like Teferi, Karn, Narset. um, I mean, those are those are powerful as well. But 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 yeah, so you're saying you would like you're trying to build around those cards. You're trying to build around Iteration and Uro rather than try to build around Delver in Heritage. Yeah, but uh, but my point is, like, my point is most of the new stuff isn't in Heritage, so, like, what are you even, like... So, so I kind of think of Heritage kind of differently. I think the major difference between Heritage and Legacy is the lack of free spells. And I think that totally changes the format. Like I already mentioned Force of Negation, Force of Vigor is also not in the format. And that, um, yeah, I, I definitely agree. But Urza Saga is more of a threat. Like the point I'm trying to make is that without, um, you know, force these forces and Flusterstorm. Like, the linear decks, like the force check decks, just get so much better. Um, My theory is basically, you know, instead of these forces to police those decks, we need to now rely on Mind Break Trap and Surgical Extraction, which are not, and Ley Line of the Void, I suppose, but they're not as effective, and they kind of miss certain parts of the format if you build your decks in in certain ways. For instance, like Doomsday, like, you can play around Mind Break Trap by just going Dark Ritual Doomsday. And... um what being a good thing dress down is also not legal <laughs> stifles legal stifles legal deck building and selection process, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I definitely think the blue decks get a lot worse because they lose some of the generic um, applicability in addition to the threats whereas the non-blue decks still can do many powerful things. I think like Moonstompy was two of the top four and I think it's a huge constraint on the format as to what you can do because you just need to build your deck with basics pretty much um, unless you want to be just like really really cold to that one specific deck um, so I don't know I so I think I would think of the format as kind of a change of pace from Legacy where you, we kind of all know what Legacy is right now. Heritage, we're not sure what it could be um, I suspect that the blue decks are worse because there's you know fewer free spells and then the non-blue decks have access to better fast mana and your opponents are less likely to have generic answers to you. So I think of it as like probably in between current legacy and old modern where it was kind of ship sailing in the night. I don't think it quite goes that far, but it goes more in that direction. So I kind of think of it as a change of pace. I don't necessarily think it's better to go in that direction, but it could be a change of pace and could be very interesting to explore. You can't beat everything as a blue deck anymore. You gotta pick and choose. Mhm. I mean, if you were to build a days deck, where would you start? If not Delver? Yeah, I don't think the threats are like that good. I mean, I think I think Girmag Angler is pretty good. I think Shadow is okay. I think Reclaimer is good, but it's kind of a build around. Reclaimer's a, a new card. All right, so yeah, I mean, we can do that. Uh, I mean, obviously, winning the tournament with sneak and Cho, there's nothing new there, but that also, to me, it means like that deck is imminently beatable. Like it's not like the old cards that beat sneak and show are gone. Like Delver was still pretty good against sneak and show before. All those cards still exist, so I'm not worried about. Sneak and Show being you know too good, and I think you said something similar. But then I, I talked about Moonstompy. That is a deck that I think that other decks need to change how they build in order to address it. And I, and that just comes down to like maybe playing two colors, which um, I don't know how else you would like attack Moonstompy in deck building. But Stoneforge is definitely one avenue of beating Minstompy. So yeah, I think that definitely becomes a card. I think Fury is the big one and then Confluence on the sideboard. But again, it's minor losses compared to every other deck. Like, Shredder is good, Gurmag Angler's is good, Goyf is good. Uh, I mean, Shepard is good against Delver, and it's really good against eight cast. Um, it's good against like even Sneak and Show, right? Like, um, it just you know, <laughs> it just stops your opponent from being able to interact on. hmm Yeah, and, and also keep in mind this is just one small 16 person event. Like there are other decks out there waiting to be discovered. I'm glad some people, you know, made some brews. Like Justin Gennari tried to build PO. It didn't really work out. But like I'm glad he tried something. And there's so many things out there to try. So I would like to see like a, a more open tournament. Um, you know, maybe we'll pick a, a weekend on Aragon and you can try to like make a uh host something larger, like maybe whoever wants to sign up I I imagine we would get 30 plus people maybe even more a lot more than that who knows I've been talking to to my friends here in, in Northern Virginia, and they want to come over, and I was saying, like, oh, I could host, like, a small four- or eight-person event at my house, so we're definitely interested in, in exploring it further, because, I mean, it feels fresh. Um, there, there are, obviously, you know, some concerns about the format, like, one thing, you know, Julian raised on Twitter was, like, oh, it might, you know, splinter the format, um, so couple thoughts there like i don't really think people who play legacy would quit legacy for heritage even if it you know took off more i think it would just be an additional format that's a change of pace i think people who played heritage would probably still play legacy and then if you're quitting legacy i don't know that you you'd be quitting it to, to play heritage No that's that's totally different. Yeah, he he was talking about like commander where he's saying it's split into like I don't know, MTGO and then like a, a, yeah Yeah, I, I'm I'm still not totally convinced it's a slower format because I'm still worried about the linear strategies. But I definitely want to, you know, try it, try it some more and and see. Um, you okay? You brought up a, a good tangential point though, which is that the players might be managing the format. So what the website says is they're going. I mean, this is all so early, so you know, maybe maybe we'll have a panel. But the, their initial proposal was that the community votes on you know bans and restrictions and so this actually you know uh let's tie this back to another uh listener question we got which was from at ozymandias 17 matthew vuk um in your opinion do constructed slash competitive players deserve an explanation for ban criteria uh, as well as a vision for each format as opposed to you know right now it's kind of random criteria and ban explanations after the fact is some level of secrecy potentially good for the format? Um, what level of transparency sh- should there be? Sounds like you're of the opinion like they should just be totally transparent, um, but I don't know. Let's let's hear some more thoughts. Yeah. Well, here's my counterpoint. I don't know that people are that frustrated right now um, because when we look at the numbers, so when we look at challenge attendance, um, the numbers were way down post-Modern Horizons before Ragavan got banned. Like the Saturday challenges were not firing at all and that was definitely depressing some of the numbers. Um, They also, you know, one one factor is they changed the Saturday challenge to be 32 people. So now it's always firing. But uh, I guess what I'm saying is like, We haven't really seen an exodus of players despite all the complaints on Twitter or whatever. Whereas before, we definitely saw much decreased attendance. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think... Like I said, the you you can play every deck. The good players are winning with different decks. Um, I think blue or Delver is probably the best deck by default. But like any given weekend, you can kind of still prey on it um, with a with a different deck. So I I don't think it's and and Wizards did cite data. Like obviously we, we kind of make fun of them for like the nine percent or whatever. But they did cite that it had you know positive win percentages and negative win percentages against the next you know ten most played decks. So it's not like it's just the obvious choice despite what Daniel might say Um, but then again that is also you know in aggregate versus um, you know in the hands of like the top players so there's always you know some discussion there but yeah and we're pretty sure that they're like citing league data um, when they you know say 9% for instance um, but yeah, actually get, yeah, getting back to this, right. So the challenge data says it's closer to 20%. So maybe league data is closer to 9%, but even then it seems a little bit low. But anyways, that's just, yeah, another topic. But yeah, I, I think, you know, one level is like maybe a little bit of opaqueness. Lack of transparency is, is good for Wizards of the Coast because that way, like, you know, they can't trip themselves up, more or less. Like, sometimes, you know, people are just very upset, and then they, they might need to take action. Um, and, and sometimes there's, like, quality of life bans. Like, Jitaxian Probe, like, wasn't necessarily... Yeah. <laughs> well, a little different story there. But I'm saying, like, if they set a specific strict criteria, they kind of pigeonhole themselves, where if something's wrong and it doesn't fit that specific criteria, then... You know, people will be mad. They'll be like, oh, you didn't follow the criteria that you laid out. So I think some flexibility is good. President I think they've said close enough to that. Um, they've said they've, yes, yeah, so, and they said, um, I think the quote was like, recessive cards need a home too. Um, and I think that a lot of people just took that and kind of applied it to to Brainstorm. I know Gavin has basically said that the bar for ban- banning like a card that's like always been in the format, i.e. days is going to be very high. Um, whereas the bar for banning, you know, something like uh expressive iteration which is new the bar is not going to be as high but here i would make the kind argument that like i don't really think they have a vision for the format like they've kind of gone away from that but i, I do think they have criteria which is you know roughly speaking 55 percent non-mirror uh win percentage or higher in aggregate as well as kind of just you know being able to beat up on the next several most played decks um like, the, I think they've consistently cited that criteria. They haven't used it every time, but I think they've used it enough that it feels like kind of one of the primary things that they're looking for. And current Blue Red delver doesn't meet that criteria. Therefore, they've chosen to take no action. So I'm I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not super happy with it, but I'm OK with it. I, I still think like, you know, I think they are actually being a lot more transparent than some people give them credit for because... They're at least mentioning legacy and mentioning why they they think that there shouldn't be a ban. You can disagree with them, but at least they gave you their reasoning. But, but what's the alternative though? Like Daniel, you've been quiet for a while. What do you how do you think a community managed ban list based on like votes, like do you think that would work? I don't know where Daniel is. Mhm. no but well that well that's the problem with a panel is that you know everybody's biased so uh you know not everybody like basically nobody can play every single deck so everybody comes in with their own experience um but but you still you guys still think like a panel makes more sense than voting uh at large I guess they don't want to like, you know, quote unquote, admit a mistake. But in that specific situation, it was like they printed a bunch of cards that were good for dredge. So um, later on, it they had to, you know. Well, okay, but I guess we still didn't answer the question. Like, so do, do you do both prefer a panel of experts versus, you know, mass voting on Twitter? I guess the problem with mass voting on Twitter is like, I mean, that could be like... What, what if you had to like, I don't know, register to vote with like... Uh, yeah, actually, I don't know how you would even do it because not everybody has Facebook... Interesting. Well, I think we've gone on long enough, but I'm definitely looking forward to like the next heritage thing that we plan. And I think we can get, you know, the community involved and see if more people are interested. Because I do think it has some things to offer that legacy, you know, currently lacks. And I'm not saying it's better, but I'm saying it's different. And it's probably worth exploring more. Well, I think we have to build that grassroots support for it first before, you know, TOs try to pick it up. I don't know if Wizards would ever pick it up, and I don't know if I want them to because I think of one huge advantage of Heritage, and they have this explicitly stated on their website too, um, which is they allow, you know, proxies basically for... uh, And I'm not sure if it's just like everything, but I would like a a policy that's like any reserve list card could be proxied. Maybe we start there. Yeah. Well, I'm sure in a few years they'll announce like new Pioneer, so you can knock yourself out with that. But yeah, I think I think like if we build the grassroots support, if if for instance, like Moto starts having weekly heritage tournaments that fire, then you know, TOs and maybe even Wizards will notice that and be like, Okay, well Peace.